The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 27, verse 1. Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. Today we are looking at, or looking for, rather, some wisdom, some encouragement from the Psalms and from the Proverbs. We're looking at Psalm 78 today and Proverbs 23. Now, Psalm 78 is one of the longer Psalms that we've uh, read so far. And it kind of breaks down into about four different conversations. We have have the attention, our attention is called for, the first uh, eight verses. Then there's this uh, history of Israel kind of talked about. And then it talks a little bit about their settlement. And then it talks about the mercy. It ends with the mercies of God to Israel, yet contrasted with their ingratitude. Now, sometimes we struggle to be grateful, especially when things seem to be falling apart. You know, it's right now it's very easy to be discouraged, to be ungrateful. But we must remember the mercies of God. Remember all that He's done for us, all that He's provided for us. And uh, I think this psalm just kind of points that out a little bit. So, we're going to do that, and then we'll read Proverbs chapter 23. So, Psalm 78 is uh, 70-some verses, so very, uh, fairly long. Let me see here, 72 verses. So, without further delay. Let's dig in, see if we can get some wisdom, see if we can get some encouragement to start our week. Verse 1, King James Bible. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from our children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He hath done. For He established a testimony in Jacob. He appointed a law in Israel, which He commanded our fathers, that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise, arise and declare them to our children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments? It might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that has not set their heart aright, and whose spirit is not steadfast with God. Let's pause for a moment and just make a quick note of this. He's talking about how important it is to make these things known to your children. And if you don't do it, who's going to make it known to them? Because if they don't keep the, if they don't keep his commandments and they don't set their hope in God, then they're going to be they're going to become a rebellious generation. I wonder is this where we have failed in the last few generations? Especially here in America which once used to be a very Christian mindset. You see, the 
The ways of God have stopped being taught. The fear of the Lord is no longer taught. It's removed from public schools. It's removed from every aspect of normal life. And even the churches themselves fail to preach the truth. They fail to preach righteousness and holiness. So even the church has become rebellious. Let's continue. Verse 9. The children of Ephraim being armed and carrying bows turned back in the day of battle. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law and forgot his works and his wonders that he had showed them. Marvelous things he, did he do in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt and in the field of Zoan. He divided the sea and caused them to pass through. And he made the water stand up as a heap. In the daytime also he led them with a cloud and at night with a light of fire. He claved the rocks in the wilderness. He gave them drink as of out of great depths. He brought streams also out of the rock. And he caused waters to run down like rivers. And they sinned yet more against him by provoking the Most High in the wilderness. And they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lust. Yea, they spake against God. They said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Behold, he smote the rock, that the waters gushed out, and the streams overflowed. And he gave bread also, and he provided flesh for his people. Therefore the Lord heard this, and was wroth. So a fire was kindled against Jacob, and anger also came up against Israel, because they believed not in God, and trusted not in his salvation. Though he had commanded the clouds from above, and opened the doors of heaven, and it rained down manna upon them to eat, and he had given them of the corn of heaven, man did eat angels' food. He sent them meat to the full. He caused an east wind to blow in the heaven, and by his power he brought in a south wind. He rained flesh also upon them as dust, and the feathered fowls like as the sand of the sea. And he let it fall in the midst of their camp round about their habitation, so they did eat, and were filled. For he gave them their own desire. They were not estranged from their lust, but while their meat was yet in their mouth, the wrath of God came upon them and slew the fattest of them, and smote down the chosen men of Israel. For all this day sinned still, and believed not for his wondrous works. Therefore their days did he consume in vanity." And their years in trouble. When he slew them, and they sought him, and they returned and inquired early after God, and they remembered that God was their rock, and the high God their Redeemer. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth, and they lied unto him with their tongues. For their heart was not right with him, neither were they steadfast in his covenant. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yea, many a time turned he his anger away, and did not stir up all of his wrath. For he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passes away and cometh not again. How oft did they provoke him in the wilderness, and grieve him in the desert? Yea, they turned back and tempted God, and limited the Holy One of Israel. They remembered not his hand, nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy. How he wrought his signs in Egypt, and his wonders in the field of Zoan. How he turned their rivers into blood and their floods that came not drink. 
He sent diverse sorts of flies among them which devoured them and frogs which destroyed them. He gave also their increase unto the caterpillar and their labor unto the locust. He destroyed their vines with hail and their sycamore trees with frost. He gave up their cattle also to the hail and their flocks to hot thunderbolts. He cast upon them fierceness of his anger, wrath, and indignation and trouble by sending evil angels among them. He made a way to his anger. He spared not their soul from death, but gave their life over to pestilence, and smote all the firstborn in Egypt, the chief of their strength in the tabernacles of Ham. But he made his own people to go forth like sheep, and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. He led them on safely, so that they feared not, but the sea overwhelmed their enemies. And he brought them to the border of his sanctuary, even to this mountain which his right hand had purchased. He cast out the heathen also before them, and divided them in inheritance by line. He made the tribes of Israel to dwell in their tents. Yet they tempted and provoked the Most High God, and kept not his testimonies. But turned back and dwelt unfaithfully like their fathers, they returned aside like a deceitful bow. For they provoked him to anger with their high places, and moved him to jealousy with their graven images. When God heard this, he was wroth and greatly abhorred Israel, so that he forsook the tabernacle of Shiloh, and the tent which he placed among them, and he delivered his strength into captivity, and his glory into the enemy's hand. He gave his people over unto the sword, and was wroth with his inheritance." The fire consumed their young, and the maidens were not given to marriage. Their priests fell by the sword, and their widows made no lamentation. When the Lord awakened as one out of a sleep, and like a mighty man that shouteth by reason of wine, and he smote his enemies in the hinder parts, he put them to perpetual reproach. Moreover, he refused the tabernacle of Joseph, and chose not the tribe of Ephraim, but chose the tribe of Judah the Mount Zion which he loved. He built his sanctuary like the high places, like the earth which he hath established forever. He chose David also his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds. From following the ooze great with young, he brought him to feed Jacob his people, and Israel his inheritance. So fed him according to the integrity of his heart, and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. And that, my friend, is Psalm 78. Like a really long history lesson, uh, but just a reminder of just, you know, how the people have just by nature just rebel against God and how quickly we forget His blessings and all that He's done for us. It's We all, if we're not careful, can have that what has God done for me now mentality and completely forget all the times that he came through and rescued us. Let's be careful not to let that be our attitude and our thinking. All right, let's move forward and see if we can gain some more wisdom from Proverbs chapter 23, verse 1. When thou sittest to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before thee, and put a knife to thy throat, 
if thou be a man given to appetite. Be not desirous of his dainties, for they are deceitful meat. Labor not to be rich, cease from thy own wisdom. Will thou set thy eyes upon which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings, they fly away as an eagle toward heaven. Eat thou not the bread of him that hath an evil eye, neither desire thou his dainty meats. For as he thinketh in his heart, so he is. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. The morsel which thou hast eaten shall thou vomit up, and lose thy sweat, sweet words. Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of, the, of thy words. Remove not the old landmark, and enter not into the fields of the fatherless. For their Redeemer is mighty, he shall plead their cause with thee. Applying thy heart unto instruction, and thy ears to the words of knowledge. Withhold not correction from the child. For if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod, and shalt deliver his soul from hell. My son, if thy heart be wise, my heart shall rejoice, even mine. Yea, my reign shall rejoice when thy lips speak right things. Let not, let not thy heart envy sinners. But be thou the fear of the Lord all the day long. For surely there is an end, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. Hear thou, my son, and be wise, and guide thy heart in the way. Be not among the wine-bibbers, among riotous eaters of flesh. For the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty, and the drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. Hearken unto thy father that begot thee, and despise not thy mother when she is old. Buy the truth and sell it not, also wisdom and instruction and understanding. The father of the righteous shall greatly rejoice, and he that begetteth a wise child shall have joy in him. Thy father and thy mother shall be glad, and she that bare thee shall rejoice. My son, give thee thy heart, and let thine eyes observe my ways. For a, hole is a, for a whore is a deep ditch, and a strange woman is a narrow pit. She also lieth in wait as for prey, and increaseth the transgressions among men. Who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babbling? Who hath wounds without cause? Who hath redness of eyes? They that tarry long at the wine, they that go to seek mixed wine... Look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth its color in the cup, when it is moveth itself aright. At the last it biteth like a serpent and stingeth like an adder. Thine eyes shall behold strange women, and thy heart shall utter perverse things. Yea, thou shalt be as he that lieth down in the midst of the sea, or he that lieth upon the top of a mass. They have stricken me, Shall thou say, and I was not sick? They have beaten me, and I felt it not. When shall I awake? I will seek it yet again. All right, that is Proverbs chapter 23. And 
It's kind of hard to figure out where to begin. There's a, there's actually so much wisdom in all of this. Oh man, you know it talks about not to seek out rich riches. Like those things flutter away and and fly away like an eagle towards heaven. They they don't sustain. They don't last. He says, "Will thou set thy eyes upon which is not?" For riches certainly make themselves wings, and they fly away as an eagle toward heaven. Hmm. And then it reminds you that there's power in thought. Well, as a man thinketh, so he is, right? For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Don't waste your words on fools, Right? Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of thy words. And then you have this, and this is something that's all throughout the Proverbs, often. I mean, it was even in last week's, about the importance of correcting your children. Right now, we, we just read in Psalms about how when you don't teach the way of the Lord you end up with a generation that strays, right? Which is what we are witnessing within our own cultures around the world today. In places that were once righteous and holy places, not perfectly so, but commonplace, have now become a generation of wickedness that know not the ways of God. It says in the last days that children will be disobedient to parents. Listen. Verse 13 says, Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. <laughs> That's pretty simple, right? Look, you got to discipline your kid. It's not going to kill him. Right? In fact, what it's going to do is save them from hell. Which verse 14 tells us, Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. There's scriptures that say that those who withhold correction hate their children. I don't have them pulled up right now. You can research them and find them yourself. You see, when you love your child, you correct them because you're trying to save their souls from hell. And you know that the correction is not going to kill them. It's for their own good. Those who don't correct their children are just lazy. And in fact, the scriptures say that they actually hate their children by doing this because you've basically fed your kids to the devil. Listen, we could all do better in this. We could all do a better job of teaching our kid, kids uh, the ways of the Lord and the importance of following those ways and there being a standard. We have a generation of children who know nothing about God And then it warns about wine, about drunkenness, right? And it goes on to say, this is the outcome of that. He says, who hath a woe, like a curse? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babbling? Who hath wounds without cause, right? Unnecessary wounds. Who hath redness of eyes? They that tarry long at the wine. They that go to seek mixed wine. They look not upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth its color in the cup, when it moveth itself aright. Don't lust after this 
about their alcohol after wine. At the last, it is biteth eventually, he says. It's going to bite like a serpent and sting like an adder. You, your eyes will behold a strange woman, and your heart will utter perverse things. Warning against what that does to you. There's a lot of wisdom here in Proverbs 23. For the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty. Drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. And you want to know what you should do with your money? Here's what it says. Buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Those are the things to seek after. Not riches. You should seek after truth and wisdom and instruction and understanding. The father of the righteous shall greatly rejoice and he that begotteneth a wise child shall have joy of him. We could talk about these verses forever. I pray in the powerful name of Jesus that you have been blessed this morning. That you're walking away this morning and starting your week this morning with a little more wisdom. A little more encouragement than what you had when you first woke up. I pray that it strengthens you throughout the week. That's all I have for you today. Lord willing, I'll be back with you again tomorrow. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time. God bless.